Welcome to Eco-Activist Journeys. My name is Leah, and today's podcast is about corporate social responsibility. I initially recorded the podcast around half a year ago, just before a sustainable development exam. And now I think the time is right to post it. In a time of climate emergency, yet a time where corporations and companies like Siemens, continue to support fossil fuel projects, such as the coal project in Australia. Despite the fires and all the hardcore evidence of climate change that is already happening around the world. Why is it that so many activists and youth are calling out, and even though our company's image is at stake, they continue to make decisions based on profit rather than sustainability. Why is it that corporate social responsibility is a myth? And is it a myth for all companies? Why is it so difficult to implement? Is it just a tool that is used for greenwashing? Can it really be a concern of companies? If you're interested to find out more, Listen on. Welcome to Eco-Activist Journeys. My name is Leah Wyman and I'm actually writing an exam this afternoon. Nevertheless, I really wanted to do a podcast recording on um, corporations and corporate social responsibility because I learned so much about it this semester and uh, we did a session in it in, um, in one of my courses, Sustainable Development, and I think it's such an important issue that needs to be addressed and it's just really interesting actually to, like I find it interesting to read up about and I'm not really that much into business or corporations at all, but it's just given me a new perspective and I thought maybe it would be really interesting to talk about it and um, yeah, I hope you enjoy it as well, but let's dive right into it. Um, yeah, just to give a little bit of background information just on corporations and um, yeah, sustainability, I guess. Um, nine, um, 69 of the world's top 100 economic entities are corporations. So that means that they have an enormous um, corporate power and influence. Um, because, for example, less than 10% of the world's companies earn more than 80% of all profits globally. And 10, the 10 biggest corporations make more money than most countries combined. This means that corporations and organizations have massive amounts of power and influence in global society. And corporations can really influence important issues and decisions, and actually, yeah, major political decisions as well. Um, so it's actually really important to understand corporate interests uh, to and understand what corporations are doing and uh, if they can contribute to sustainable development. And yeah how can we make the whole like economic system and corporations more sustainable um 
yeah, and I think for that, we first need to be aware that, you know, corporations are driven by short-term interest. Short-term profits are the core of the capitalist system. And, you know, there's a lot of shareholder power over corporate goals and missions. So a shareholder, just to quickly give you a short definition, is any person, company or institution that owns at least one share of a company's stock and since they are the company's owners, um, essentially they reap the benefits of the company's successes in the form of increased stock valuation or profits, um, which are then distributed as dividends between shareholders. So, at that, we need to stop and say corporations exist to create shareholder value and shareholder profits. So, by anything else that they might be saying, that's ultimately what they're doing. And, um, yeah, that sort of need to be questioned because in recent years there has been a lot of increase in corporate sustainability concepts uh, and it's become a major marketing tool for corporations to include corporate sustainability and social responsibility reports and, um, yeah, the global um, like reports, 92% of the largest corporations uh, report on their sustainability concept and kind of, but then when looking at the world we can't really say that corporations are becoming sustainable or leading to a more sustainable world necessarily so you know what is this yeah how is this divide that has been sold to to us as sustainability yet this world is decreasing down and um, running down the wrong path continuing with environmental destruction um and yeah does that mean that corporate social entity reports are like a bad thing yeah let's that was kind of like what I first went into when I looked at it. And then I read this really interesting article. I'd suggest it. Like, just look at it. It's, it's actually quite amusing as well. Um, it's by um, Doan. Um, was written in 2005. And it's called The Myth of Corporate Social Responsibility. So, yeah, obviously, corporate social responsibility has, like, grown to become the norm. Um, because I kind of also as a response towards like growing resistance from citizens um, and sort of the realization of you know what corporations are actually doing sort of like books like No Logo by Naomi Klein have like risen the profile of actually how unsustainable um, practices are from corporations and how they um, are abusing um, human rights or degrading environmental environments in the ca yeah through short term through being short term profit driven um, and that being like their main concern um, because you know corporations kind of yeah go to go down the route of like uh, creating profits and actually I think what I found really interesting was that it was mentioned that you know corporations haven't necessarily always been this way um, it's not always been about short-term profit and profit maximization so for example uh, actually early corporations were social actors that dependent and related to the state so in the 19th century corporations were artificial legal people with property rights separate from the state and then in the 20th century just after the post-war until like 19, the 1970s it was used as an economic tool um, and as a political and social body so corporations were social engines to drive civil society after the war and build society again so there was a strong sense of like community around corporations 
at that time. And um, yeah, that actually changed when courts legitimized profit over people. And um, obviously that has, a mass, has had a massive toll. And people have also realized the, um, the effect that has had um, on the environment and on people and how that's actually degraded human rights and sort of um, in developing countries or where things are produced. Um, um, yeah, I think I'm going to go more into that as well um, because, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty, that's pretty interesting in how um, actually markets are being exploited in other parts of the world um, where legislations might not be as strong. And that leads to, um, yeah, that leads to um, ethical problems. So, corporate social response, um, social um, responsibility reporting, sort of developed out of like a response to address all the criticisms corporations have been receiving, and kind of highlight like the friendly face of capitalism and sort of create this idea that corporations can both um, make profit but also um, do good in the world. Um, yeah, sort of create the sense of activism of the power of market mechanisms and capitalism. But we need to be aware that markets can and do often fail. And that has implications on corporate social responsibility activities. Um, so while corporate social responsibilities might be effective for a while, that doesn't mean, you know, when markets fail, social causes and environmental considerations become a luxury and they do get cut by corporations because if they're if the company's not making as much profit anymore if markets fail that will be the first thing that is cut to try and make space for that so it's more of a luxury than an essential within corporations and also we need to be aware that corporate social responsibility and the whole concept behind is being pursued as a public relations strategy to present a friendly face to the public and um yeah, it simplifies you know, some of the complex argument and fails to acknowledge that there's a trade-off between financial health of a company and the ethical outcomes. Because in the end, profits still win over principles. And, and there's a wide gap between what is good for a company and what is actually good for society. Um, so I, and there's this really interesting session within, um, <laughs> within the article which says, corporations as charming psychopath <laughs> which uh, made me kind of laugh because um image creation is really really important for corporations because that influences what kind of how people invest into them what they buy products and things like that kind of depending on what corporation is um so you know first and foremost corporations pursue profit and power and they exist to create shareholder value so the fundamental obligation of a um, corporations is to serve itself. So that means they are profoundly self-interested, unconcerned with others, incapable of guilt and remorse, criminal if they can get away with it, which is actually the definition of a human psychopath. Um, that does not mean, of course, that business people are psychopaths, but that means that people within working within business actually also have, often have to take on dual lives and they have to live with some sort of with a cognitive dissonance of you know being maybe decent human beings at home but within the corporate we're having to respond to the norm of 
doing things that might be harmful and exploitative, but are what the corporation and its mission require. And um, yeah, somehow people have to live with that dissonance. However, corporate social responsibility actually lessens that gap and that guilt because now people, there's this concept within business that in some way, oh, they're addressing some sort of environmental concern, even though they're actually doing some bad things at the side as well, kind of addressing people to be like, oh, no, we're doing good because we're doing this. And actually corporate is actually a way to relieve cognitive dissonance um, of people within, uh, within the company. So, you know, the extent to which we allow and embrace corporate responsibility is the extent to which we allow the psychopath to be charming. Because, for example, another characteristic of a human psychopath is the ability to portray itself as benevolent and charming, which makes them all the more dangerous. So that's exactly what corporate social responsibility reporting is doing for corporations and doing for us. It's presenting the psychopath as charming. It's saying, oh yeah, corporations can do good and, um, you know, we're doing all these great things. But just don't look too closely at all the other things we're also doing. Um, and, yeah, I think that was such an interesting um, read. Sort of saying that, you know, corporate social responsibility is actually a myth. Um, because, yeah. Markets cannot drive, both drive short-term profits and long-term social benefits. Um, another myth that came up was, you know, is that, you know, ethical consumption will drive change. Fortunately, that's also not really true because for most consumers, ethics are a relative thing. Most people are kind of more concerned with like price and taste and fashion and unfortunately not ethics. Um, you know, actually only 18% of people report on acting ethically occasionally and fewer than 5% of consumers show consistent ethical and green purchases. So there's a gap between green consciousness and green consumerism, which again leads us back to the, the, the topic of cognitive dissonance, but um, we've touched on that already. <laughs> so um, yeah, I won't, I won't say too much more about it. And um, I think just was, yeah, that's really hard, like hard lesson to learn, I guess, because you want people to act according to ethics. Um, and I think that's, again, when as a society, we really need to sort of address cognitive dissonance. Um, yeah. The next myth is that there's a conception, um, competitive race to the top of ethics. Um, yeah. You know, like I said, co corporate social responsibility is basically a way of like, PR, good PR, like public relations, um, and it can result in sort of like a form of greenwashing, which is, you know, when companies that, or people make claims about sustainability to create sort of like an environmental perception, but either that hides a different reality or it covers up for something else, but it's not really, doesn't really make the product or the company um, sustainable. Um, and yeah. Unfortunately, corporate social responsibility at the moment is little more than a type of PR opportunity for businesses to capitalize on because what they are doing is they are playing with customer emotions of being like, oh, I'm going to buy this and I'm supporting this environmental scheme or whatever, where in actual fact, it's just, it's just greenwashing. 
And uh, then another thing I wanted to address is, you know, the myth, the fourth myth is that in a global economy, countries will compete for ethical practices. You know, there's this general conception that within market liberalization, this will lead to sort of a better protection of human environmental rights. But actually, most of those, those values are voluntary and companies don't uphold them, especially not in developing countries, because, um, you know, corporations co operate within the laws of the countries they, they work in. And, you know, factories might now face, a, like simultaneously face demands to enforce fair labor practices because in the global market, we as consumers don't like to think that people are dying for the things we're buying and wearing, whatever. So companies have now put a pressure and said, oh yeah, okay, maybe, yeah, do make sure that, you know, your labor is treated fairly, but also keep production up. And they, so they essentially have to enforce these labor practices, but reach levels of production that are not obtainable without breaking those laws. So it's basically asking the impossible, which is actually leading to some sort of false reporting. So for example, in China, like like now actually softwares exist that help factory managers to keep double books. And then there's also a lot of bribing when there's some sort of reporting, bribing workers to lie about the labor conditions and things like that, which is massive. And that is something we really need to address. But... Uh, you know, I think there is a way. Corporations have not always been about profit. And I feel like that really does need to be addressed. You know, that capitalist system of profit over people. Um, and if we look at the history of corporations, there's not, well, corporations not always disregarded people. It's not always, it's not always been the core of it. So maybe we really need to change, like, the legal structure of corporations and make sure that the stakeholders that companies serve is not just people that make profits. Stakeholders include things like society and environment, and that made innate, has, that enables that people that the corporations have to report on what is actually damaging their stakeholders, and um, what the negative impacts are, and how those can be addressed. So you know, social responsibility needs to be enshrined at the foundation of the company. It can't just be a luxury, and it can't just be a a PR principle that is used. It can't just be used for marketing and for lulling us into a sense of security that, oh yeah, they're doing good. Um, you know, corporate responsibility is only the placebo that is lulling us into a full sense of security that corporations are addressing the issue of climate change and sustainability and unsustainability. But they're not really because it's not it's not at the core and the heart of what a corporation is doing, and to assume otherwise is just is just not true, um, because they exist to create short-term profits and they exist to create shareholder value and shareholder profits, and um, there really need to be more like direct regulations around and mandatory rules or things like social labeling have actually been very effective. Um, like in Europe, there's um there's been labeling of like, for example, electrical appliances that are energy efficient. So there's sort of labeling around that. And actually mo the most energy effective um, appliances now capture over 50% of the market. So there are some ways to actually bring that forward, you know, having more regulations, having more strict rules, having more um, restrictions, and also actually um, 
embedding corporate social responsibility at more at the core of what a corporation does and not just as a luxury. So yeah, it's, there's, um, <laughs> there's so much to do um, and there's so much to be addressed. But we cannot allow ourselves to to sort of buy fooled by that um, public relations game that corporations are playing. And um, yeah, that's a challenge um, to look forward to. Um, but any solutions to sustainability must include corporations. So this is something we have to address and we have to critically think about. Anyway, let me know. <laughs> what you thought about this i know it was quite a lot um and i might have got like really passionate about something and rambled on but <laughs> um, i hope you enjoyed it i hope you learned something and it made you like critically think and assess um corporations and you know corporate social responsibility maybe think of some critical ways and solutions how we can address this so yeah um Thank you so much for tuning in. Let me know if you want to know more uh, or if you just want to report back on podcasts, if you have any other ideas of what you'd like to hear about. Uh, my Facebook page is at Ecoactivist Journeys and my Instagram is also at Ecoactivist Journeys. So yeah, let me know what you think. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you enjoyed this podcast about corporate social responsibility and got to learn something about why it is that companies make these decisions. I also want to say, don't give up. Continue fighting. We need to stay strong and, and, and not let companies get away with destroying our future. This is just the beginning. And they want to silence us, but they won't silence us. We also need to realize that sometimes just speaking up and our voices might not just be enough. Sometimes we need to make sure that it will hurt them. Their inaction on climate change will hurt them financially. We need to boycott more companies that are making these decisions. And we need to have very crystal clear messages around the norms and what is expected in today's society and in a climate emergency. Stay strong and continue fighting. This is not over yet.